Hey, pumpkins. Welcome to another week at camp. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Grab your sleeping bag and flashlight and gather around the fire for some wicked fun. As always, this week's thrills and chills are chock full of spoilers, so listeners, beware. Ooh. Now, for this week's tale of gore and more. Ooh. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the second week camp. Hi, Ash. Hi, Nicholas. How are you doing today? I am doing mighty fine on this fourth day of July. Mm, yeah. In the, year, in the year of our Lord, 2019. <laughs> Dear Lord, um, <laughs> the year of our Lord. Is that what you mean? Like, yeah. dear Lord. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Um, yeah, oh, no. Jesus we are recording on the 4th of July because we have this random Thursday off and it doesn't feel like a holiday. <laughs> it's not also superseded by a Friday that is coincidentally off. Yeah, we don't have to go to work tomorrow. Makes me sad, but you know, you guess what? Oh, how, el- how else would you celebrate America by going back to work? <laughs> I mean, that's the most American capitalistic thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. Um, Enjoy spending more money to boost the economy. Now go back to work. Whoa. Um, <laughs> no regrets, though. Nicholas. No regrets. <laughs> no regrets. All right. See, anyway. <laughs> Speaking of no regrets, that's how I feel about this movie. 100% full stop. Although, I do have to address the elephant in the room, which is the uh, choice of wording in some of these things in this movie. Um, I It's Diablo Cody, so... I mean, there was a whole bunch of R-bombs that were pretty unnecessary. There, there were a lot of R-bombs. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I was like, "That's everything's fine. That's just, I'm not a fan of that kind of humor. I'm not a fan of that word either. It's um, not, not for me. But, like, this will probably always be one of my favorite movies, like, of all time. And And I feel like we were on board with it from, like, day one when we first saw it. And in, like, the last year or so, it's become, quote, like, now this, like, rise from the ashes, like, cult classic. And I'm like, oh, no, this is old news, but whatever. Where where were Um, you 10 years ago when this was, you know, probably one of the best movies that came out that year? um, Absolutely. They were just, everyone else was just uneducated. Like, you know. I I remember seeing it in the movies and then, like, when it came out, like, renting it. Oh, I bought it. (laughs) As soon as I could. I remember that. I own it now after many years of like hoping to find it at the thrift store. And that's where I found it. So. There you go. I, I've actually broken the disc today. And I was like, you're home now. Um, well, so did I. Because it's not available on any streaming service right now. So <laughs> I know. I know. Whatever. What a what a farce. But anyway. I, uh-huh. So, so maybe we should actually tell them what movie we're talking about if you don't know already, but I feel like you might because if it's you not don't, Juno. If he's not Juno. It's definitely not Juno, but it's kind of similar to Juno, and it's called Jennifer's Body. Jennifer's Body is such a good movie. And this fits into summer camp, not because it's set at a camp, but it's campy as fuck. But it's like dry campy. Like, it's not like hoop to do like pie in the face like super dramatic like 
uh, no more wire hangers campy. This is like it's very self aware. It's exactly. It's very self aware. It knows exactly what it's doing. Um, the writing is fantastic. Thank you, Diablo Cody. And it's like really self aware in multiple ways that also don't just make it like a good movie overall. It makes it a good political statement about many intertwining related topics that I think at the time were not at the forefront of everyone's minds, which is why it didn't land as well as it did nowadays. Which um, is surprising. It's surprising that it did so poorly because like Megan Fox is like right off Transformers. Yeah. Um, and then like this is the movie that everyone's like, oh, it ruined her career. But like I don't think so. I don't believe so. Like honestly, I don't think any one specific movie that she did ruined her career. Um, if you look into her career, it's just that she actually has a moral compass and didn't want to do some of the shit that people were telling her to do just because she was pretty. Um, and she wanted to like actually have an onus on where her career was going. And because even still now, but more so back when women were just viewed as items in the film industry, um, she was like, nah, I'm not taking this shit. And now she does what she wants. She's a mom and she does like one project a year. And she it seems like she's living her best life. So, you know, I respect her for that. Um, I have no qualms about her as a person. Yeah. It was I just, also, I don't I think, think that, I don't think this film killed her career because like, no, she, she bowed out. She didn't need to do it anymore. Yeah. I I, actually, I mean, imagine how much money she made from those Transformers movies. Yeah, I think she's probably doing fine. And if you were to ask me, not that she's the greatest actress in the world, because Lord knows I did see the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies, and she was in them as, I think, actually April O'Neil. Yep. Um, And that was painful. But um, she, in real life as she is in this movie is bitchy and has dry sense of humor. So this was probably the best performance of her career because everything landed properly because she was basically just playing herself. She was very much being like a total Regina George, but like also a succubus. Mm, yeah. But I think the Regina George thing, like <laughs> she was Regina George <laughs> the whole time. She was a succubus. Oh man. Regina Fine, George. Um, mean Girls would have been a lot different if if Regina George was a succubus as well. Um, <laughs> I mean, she she kind of was, but like, yeah, I would like totally watch that still. Oh yeah. I don't think it would be better than the original because then I think that would be like a sci-fi original. <laughs> oh, oh my god, yeah, no, Regina George is like a social succubus. Yeah, um, for sure. I'm gonna use that the next time. Next time someone pisses me off. Yeah, you're you are a social, social succubus. You fucking cunt. You're fuck you. Um, uh, yeah, no, but but Jennifer is an actual succubus <laughs> <laughs> in the literal sense. Yeah. Um, is it okay? So fast forward like 15 minutes because they're like BFF, but like you could totally tell that Amanda Seyfried is like crushing slash in love with her best friend. Oh yeah, this is a really queer movie as well. Um, 
Uh, this hit a lot of home bases for me as a it young gay. <laughs> oh, I could. I'm sure it hit a lot of boxes. <laughs> I was like, oh, I too had a crush on my straight best friend. That is upsetting. Mm. Very weird life choices. Um, I I did not have a crush on my straight best friends because I don't really have <laughs> don't really have many male friends. Um, <laughs> if you do, they're not straight. And yeah, and the ones that I do have are typically not straight. Um, huh. But I did make out. I did make out with my gay best friend, and I feel like that's what ruined my relationship. So yeah, it happens. Um, you know who you are if you're listening, and I'm sorry for that experience. But also, like, I guess it was, I guess it was fine. But we haven't really talked since then. Um, and I know I have my shit and you have your shit and it has nothing to do with each other, but, um, you know, uh, this is an embarrassing, um, answering machine tape. (laughs) (laughs) I was just wondering if, um, you want to hang out next Friday? (laughs) You, and this is crazy. Here's my number. Call me maybe. Um, I love Carly Rae Jepsen so oh, much. Carly Rae Jepsen is a goddess. <laughs> Especially in this house of spook. Carly oh, Rae Jepsen. Yeah. She's, she's up on one of the pedestals. She she has a picture on the wall. Um, okay. <laughs> a shrine. A shrine. Okay. So, I, I promise so... I, will re- I will refrain from going on personal tangents <laughs> for the rest of this episode. <laughs> Okay, but like seriously, that um, Amanda Seyfried crushing on Jennifer was way, 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 way too specific to my life, and it, it did upset me in hindsight. It gave you an upset. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's too relatable, and I want to be yeah. out of that situation. Oh, wait, I am. I was going to say, are you? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you know, 19-year-old me. Mm-hmm. Womp, womp. Um. But also... I'm also a combination of Amanda Seyfried and her boyfriend, Chip, because we have similar music tastes. Yeah, no, that's a really good... Yeah, yeah, that that's like a pretty... Yeah, that, that's a pretty accurate description of you. Yeah, I think so. I've never um, felt more accurately represented in film. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm mainly just Damien from Mean Girls, so... <laughs> Basically, I mean, I've never wanted to say that to you, but I've thought it. Uh, yeah, I... I I know my brand. I, <laughs> I know I'm my strength. <laughs> like this movie. I'm also the Danny DeVito getting out of the bathroom. So. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't kick you out of the bathroom. Danny DeVito, I love your work. I love. Oh. I actually don't like. I don't not love Danny DeVito's work, but I don't. <laughs> He's hilarious. I don't really watch um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but I feel like I should. You definitely, definitely should. But, like, Danny DeVito has always been, like, a comedic icon to me anyway. I remember, like, being a kid and watching him in Taxi and, like, thinking that was really, like, funny. But normal people didn't think it was funny because it was, like, adult humor. And I was like, oh, Danny DeVito, now you're Matilda's dad. Oh, Yeah. Oh, and, then, and, and then the, now penguin. You're the penguin. Yeah. <laughs> he's very versatile. I mean, he's made a lot of movies, so. Yeah, I would definitely go watch It's Always Sunny. I'm a big fan. I will. I've like watched a few episodes. Um, and then the season's I. Season's rough. Um, oh, I think that's why I haven't really watched much of it. Like, I can... like Parks and Rec, the first season's a little rough. 
Yeah, yeah, it is. Maybe even the t- the first two are a little yeah. rough. But three, three is kind of where I felt like it leveled out. But anyway, um, okay. there are no connections to this movie with any of those tangents. Right. So it's very I, tangential. However, most of those, most of those were like on topic for summer camp, though. So yeah. I guess we were <laughs> uh, regardless. Listen. Listeners, please let us know what Danny DeVito movie you'd like us to cover. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, Batman. I mean, I'll take Batman, but I will also take twins. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, that's probably more appropriate. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, if you want to tell us what Danny DeVito movie to cover. (laughs) Is that the one? (laughs) No, no, Kindergarten Cop is the one where Arnold Schwarzenegger goes, it's not a tumor. Yeah. No, that's no. I think that's twins. Okay, no, I don't know. I, I have know. no idea. I guess we have to watch both. <laughs> we have to find out now. Arnold Schwarzenegger doubleheader. Oh, Ugh. what are we turning into? This is the hot wet trash fire. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, this is anyway. this is this is copulators die first. We're at summer camp. <laughs> And we are here today to discuss <laughs> Jennifer's Body. Written and directed by Diablo Cody. Yes. 2009. Um, love her. Um, I don't know what she's done since, but it's not really important right now. But uh, no, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, so this movie, <laughs> I think there's a young Chris Pratt in it, and he's just like, <laughs> like he's a, a yeah, he's a douche. He's a, he's a he's a cadet. Um, cop, 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 bro. But like, didn't that end up being closer to his actual personality than it is um, comfortable to admit? um, I was like, oh, that's how he's doing this because he's just playing himself. Yeah, sure, he's a homophobe, and he's a homophobe that is super religious. And on top of all that, he divorced. our queen Ferris. So I don't know. I'll still see him in the Marvel movies because I like them, not just because of him. I like the guardians of the galaxy mostly for the strong female characters. Surprise, surprise. Um, but I, I won't support any of his work probably after the guardians of the galaxy movies are over. Cause who else was in it? Oh, baby, baby Kyle Gallner, Gallner, who is in Haunting in Connecticut. Mm. He, he plays the lasagna with teeth. Oh, yeah. Oh, the lasagna with teeth. R.I.P. Baby. I just like you know. I felt very related to this movie because she was a total Regina George. Yeah, um, she was just also feeding on the people, not just emotionally but physically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, Jennifer's body. Here are my thoughts on this movie. I really fucking love this movie. Um, as you already said, it is extremely self-aware, which is very much how Diablo Cody writes her movies. Um, but like, I feel like this is almost like literally a masterpiece um, on many levels because not only are there strong female characters, there are strong female characters who touch on many topics that I do feel like probably are more 
in the discussions of the general public nowadays. But, you know, Jennifer uh, is very much aware of her sexuality and that she can exploit it to get what she wants by being what men want. Um, And she has no qualms about talking about her... um, knowledge of this and she uses it to her advantage um and on top of that there's also the the topic of like just like girl on girl hate but also like girl on girl competitiveness especially in the teenage years um and then on top of that the relationship between Jennifer and Needy is very complicated because at the end of the day, if you boil their relationship down, they are extremely close and there's a love there that at least for Needy has turned into romantic love to a point. Um, But like a main a main character arc for needy here is that even though she loves Jennifer, she knows she's a fucking cunt and she has to like destroy the thing that she loves. Um, so it's just, it's working on a lot of levels, but like on top of all of that, there's just this super thick layer of frosting And that layer of delicious frosting is just super dark comedy, um, which makes this a very delicious cake that I would eat over and over again. I'm a big fan, especially because my favorite comic book boyfriend, Seth Cohen, Adam Brody is in this movie. Ugh, Adam Brody. With his guyliner. Yeah, with his guyliner. This um, this film very much was a portrait of my adolescence at this point in my life, including yeah. the soundtrack. This movie was a portrait of the adolescence of the people around me. Me being and, one of them. <laughs> and then and then my adolescence was more like me living my Valentina fantasy as Hannah Montana. Oh, yeah. That's really ambitious of you. <laughs> like, that's, like, literally, like, I don't think I can find a more accurate description of how I survived high school. Um, I had my own narrative. I was sticking to it. Um, <laughs> and I I'm thought so I was glad because you were so convincing. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. I thought I was Hannah Montana. So, like, the writing was on the wall. He got the best of both worlds. Yeah. And also, in, also, uh, in other words of uh, Hannah Montana, um, everybody makes mistakes. <laughs> um, does, doesn't she even say something about her being Hannah Montana, like, as an insult in this movie? Oh, yeah. No, the, yeah. So, the other <laughs> thing... Um, like at some point, um, I just I want to go through the list of quotes on just IMDb. Just do it now. Just do it now. Okay, so let's. This segment is called "Going Through the IMDb Quotes for Jennifer's Body." There are in total seventy items, 
And that just like goes like it's just such good writing. Actually, the first quote is the one that we're talking about. So Jennifer says, you're such a player hater. And then Needy says, and you're a jerk. And then <laughs> Jennifer says, nice insult, Hannah Montana. You got you got any more harsh digs? It's um, it's so sticky and like stupid funny. Like it's very relatable. Yeah, and it's like Diablo Cody. I feel like one of the things that you know it's a movie that she wrote is she's always she always tries really hard to find like new teenage vernacular that she hopes kind of catches on. Do you think she like? Like, when she's writing something like this, she gets, like, wine drunk on her couch and watches the Disney Channel. And she's like, <laughs> she's like let me write the opposite of this and see yeah. what happens. That's a, this is what a kid would say. <laughs> none, of um, this, none of this nonsense. None of this, none of this nonsense. Uh, um, but, yeah, no. Um, Thanks, Diablo Cody, for being a wine drunk and writing this movie. Yeah, and, I mean, if we, if we want to relate this back to Mean Girls again... Is she not trying to make fetch happen? You know what I mean? I mean, totes. Um, but then one of the most prolific um, quotes from this movie is when Needy says in her monologue at the beginning when she's like in her jail cell or whatever. Mm. Yeah, talking about says, her toastums. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I know that she kicked that nutritionist like halfway across the cafeteria when she told her that she cannot survive on toastums alone but you know what i get i get where she's coming from because she's in prison and if her one joy is to have a fucking toastum every day leave her the fuck alone let her have her fucking toastum <laughs> jesus christ um god i regret not buying toastums today <laughs> Uh, you're gonna be thinking about toastums all day now, aren't you? <laughs> like, I'm just going to bed after this. <laughs> I don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah, just shut your brain down so you don't have to think about toastums. Um, yeah, but so, so that one of the most prolific quotes is when Needy says, um, "Hell is a teenage girl." And I mean, ain't that the truth? I it's, it's so much truth. Um, and then just to kind of nail that coffin closed, here's another quote. Um, Needy says you know what you were never a really good friend even when we were little you used to steal my toys and pour lemonade on my bed which like wow she's ahead of her time but whatever and then Jennifer <laughs> says and now I'm eating your boyfriend see at least I'm consistent so she's not wrong <laughs> she's not wrong she knows she's a cunt she's going to continue being a cunt hell is a teenage girl um She's also a succubus. She's totally a succubus. And I mean, I feel like the succubus thing just took so easily because she actually was a succubus. Yeah. Not only was she a succubus, she was also a sassy bitch. Oh. Especially when they... <laughs> not even a backdoor version. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, there's... um there, the, the quote about that's in here somewhere, too. So, next quote. Needy says, you're killing people. And then Jennifer says, no. I'm killing boys. Whoa. So self-aware. Live Very your accurate. life, queen. Live your life, queen. Um, okay, so then here's the quote from when they have run away from the dance and they're in that abandoned pool building. Yeah. 
this is more like an aside as if I were um, um, to be auditioning for this movie. But so here we go. Needy says, why do you need him, huh? You can have anybody that you want, Jennifer. So why Chip? Is it just to tick me off? Or is it just because you're just really insecure? And then Jennifer says, I am not insecure, Needy. God, that's a joke. How could I ever be insecure? I was the snowflake queen. And then he says, yeah, two years ago when you were still socially relevant. And then Jennifer goes, I am still socially relevant. And then Needy says, and when you didn't need laxatives to stay skinny. Oh, that's a big burn. And then Jennifer goes, I'm going to eat your soul and shit it out, Les Nikki. And then Needy says, I thought you only murdered boys. And then Jennifer says, I go both ways. Damn straight. Shit beach. it out. <sighs> yeah. So So that's basically the entire plot of this movie. I mean, yeah. In, the, the in summation. Movie, like it's basically Heathers or Mean Girls, except the ante is upped because Needy needs to literally kill her best friend because she's actually doing not just like psychological and social harm to other teenagers she's actually killing them to stay immortal (laughs) do you think this is social commentary um most definitely um i think one thing that diablo cody has always been for is the empowerment and education of girls to not be mean to each other because they already have enough slack from the rest of the world. Um, And I think this heavily speaks to that, but it's just even more up our alley because it's a really fucking well-made horror movie. Yeah. Um, I really like it. Like it really is like the, the, all all of the, um, all of the practical effects are really cool. Like the vomiting of the tar and all that shit. Um, (laughs) And, like, they don't overdo it with her being a succubus. Like, you see her, like, with her fang mouth and stuff like that. But not very often. Um, And, like, they don't, they don't, like, there's no, like, you know, creature. Like, it's still her. It's just her eating people. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Like, she was, like, drinking out of that dude's side cavity. And it was pretty gross. Poor, poor emo boy literally yeah um okay so yeah no but do we even like okay ready so here's the plot of this movie so we can continue on with the quotes because i really just want to celebrate the quotes here so jennifer and needy are best friends from the beginning um they kind of insinuate that at some point in the sandbox they kissed as little girls but also they did like one of those like like blood sister things where they swapped blood through like puncture hole wounds in their hands or whatever. Yeah. Like getting AIDS. Yep. Yeah. And that becomes relevant a little bit later um, after Jennifer's already a succubus, but basically um, needy's a nerd. Jennifer's a cheerleader and like really popular and like super pretty. And she has big boobs and da 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 da. But like Jennifer has never like dropped needy as a friend because they're still really close and they have BFF necklaces and whatever. So they're in high school. They're doing high school things. One night they go to this concert at like a local bar, whatever, like in small town, whatever the fuck, but their town specifically is what's called like devil's 
Devil's Kettle. Devil's Kettle. I almost said Devil's Bell, but that's not right. It's Devil's Kettle. So um, it's this like alternative 2000s band that is fronted by Adam Brody. And they have this like weird spell that Jennifer gets under about them. And I think it's just because she's a small town girl and she wants to get out of the small town. And she's like, maybe fucking one of these guys is the way to do that. But little does she know that they're actually letting her come on to them because they want to sacrifice a virgin to the devil to become popular because they don't want to put in the legwork to become popular by actually, you know, having good music and proper uh, publicity and all that stuff. So they basically burned down the bar, like questionably by accident. Yeah, he Uh, was very like, oh, sorry. It's looking all over for you. Yeah, and then they find Jennifer and and they're like, oh, you think I'm hot? Well, come with us because like our van is the safest place right now. Um, And then they think they're sacrificing a virgin, but surprise, Megan Fox and or Jennifer is not a virgin, not even a backdoor virgin. And she talks about it. She says that that really fucking hurt. And she had to take a sick day the next day because she had to sit on a frozen bag of peas <laughs> to recover. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I will say this. As a homosexual male, whoever was doing it in the backdoor wasn't doing it right because it shouldn't hurt that much. Okay. I mean, but, that's, that's a sexual fact about health. Yeah. Um, regardless... So they stab her in the heart with a big bowing knife. And they believe that they are sacrificing this virgin to the devil. And they throw the knife and her body into this like whirlpool in devil's <laughs> kettle. The whole thing. Um, but surprise, she wasn't a virgin. So the spell didn't go as planned. They they did end up getting what they asked the devil for, being popularity and notoriety. But because Jennifer wasn't a virgin, she ended up coming back as an undead succubus who needs to feed on people in order to stay immortal. Um, and so the band gets basically popular because somehow the story of the bar burning down and a lot of people dying in this fire becomes national news, which hi, that's also commentary on the U U S um, news cycle. Um, even, even back then it was already bad, but um, basically the band somehow ends up being like revered as the heroes of this story because they lie and say they saved some people which they didn't because they're all just assholes with mascara on um but uh the bigger pressing issue here is that jennifer has become a succubus and she starts eating boys at school and needy kind of like starts to figure out what's going on And um, the reason she's starting to get concerned is because... So as you were saying about the lime green jello... Yeah, before my internet pooped out, goddammit. She uses it as a term, like, green with envy, but you're, like, 
jelly, your lime jello. And I did try to make that happen for a bit, but then I realized it wasn't going to work. So I stopped. I think that has to work in a very specific set of social circles. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> not, not Springfield, New Jersey. No, no. Um, And then I really like the line about when she's like, you need a manny real bad. You should get a Chinese chick to buff out your situation. I really <laughs> like that line, but it's also like not culturally sensitive. But no. I mean, we could go on and on. Apparently, at some point, Jennifer just proclaims, I am scrumptious. Yeah, I thought that was weird, too. I don't... Oh, she. it's when she was, like, wearing her tiny shorts and, like, tube top. Oh, in her room. In her room. Um, all right, well... Uh, and also, they call, they call each other Monistat and Vagisil, and I'm like, what... That's so weird. Such a weird girl thing to do. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, Hella's a teenage girl, so... It's, ain't that a fucking fact. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Jesus. Just this whole internet <laughs> going out. Really, it really did me a mood changer. And now I'm like, ugh, first world problems. It's fine. We um have other cool stuff planned within the next week yeah um so a lot of like horror movies came out in the last week i know i've seen all of them yeah so how did you like midsummer i haven't seen it yet girl it is an adventure it's um i like it seems like a trip you have to like commit to you do because it's two and a half fucking hours oh and it was like oh my this this is like the fucking avengers of horror movies like uh, it's, like, really good, but for the most part, like, the extra weird stuff doesn't really happen for another, like, for, like, the first, like, hour. There's uh, a lot yeah. of, like, emotional background in the first hour. Like, a lot. I mean, I get creating relationships and all, but I just, like, I really, I really liked Heredity, too, her Hereditary. I- I, I loved that movie, so I was excited to see this, and I wasn't disappointed, but also yeah. I really had no expectations because I knew it was going to be fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we've both seen Annabelle Homecoming, right? Correct. Or Annabelle Comes Home. Yeah. Um, Because the Spider-Man movie was Spider-Man Homecoming, but this is not a Spider-Man movie. Anyway, so I had no expectations because I forgot it was coming out. I, and... also saw, I also saw a child's play, too. You saw Child's Play. Yeah, um, it was fine. That's been the general consensus that it's fine, but it's not, like, great. It's not a um, movie. So I'll wait to watch that one until it's, like, out on, like... That, that's what I would thing. suggest for Midsummer because it is so lengthy. Yeah, and, like, yeah, I mean, so we went to go see Annabelle because our friend was here. He lives in Florida, He's also a big fan of horror movies. We were like, let's go like dinner and a movie on like, you know, a school night and it'll be like really cute. So that's what we did. But um, like I completely forgot that it was coming out. And I really love the Conjuring series like so much. But like the nun wasn't great. So yeah, the nun was real bad. Yeah. And so the Annabelle movies overall have been really good. 
but I just was like taken off guard because I forgot it was coming out. And like, I knew it was Annabelle coming home to the glass case that she lives in now at the, um, the Fox or the Warren's place. Um, but I didn't really know anything about the movie before going into it, other than that it was an Annabelle movie. Um, so I think partially because of that, but also just because it was like actually really good that I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, I, I would recommend it. But yeah, so far this summer, there's a lot of yeah. good horror stuff happening. Um, so yeah, and I know that they're already coming out with a spinoff for the the Conjuring series of like, the was it the Skinny Man or the... Yeah, the Crooked Man. The yeah. Crooked Man. And there was a nod to that when there was the reflection of Annabelle in the mirror of the Crooked Man little wind-up box thing. Yep. Um, but, like, I would totally go see a movie about the fairy Oh, man. the fairy man? I guarantee you that's going to be one that's that they're going to utilize. I would also go see one about that haunted um, wedding dress. dress. Yeah. Um, it so... kind of feels like a... A Curse of La Llorona situation. Yeah, like it was very much like... Um, Which also was pretty good. Yeah, and I just... Like everyone in the movie theater was like super duper like rooting for anything bad that happened to the um, the babysitter's friend because she technically is the one that let Annabelle out of the box. Oh, for sure. I had a lot of mixed feelings about her. I don't know. Like, I, I, I knew where she was coming from. This was how she was dealing with the guilt and sadness of losing a parent and her being there for the event and, like, her feeling like it was her fault. And, like, I don't know. I felt for her. Like, she made some really fucking stupid decisions, yes. But, like, she wasn't evil. She was just a misguided teen, also, hi, that's being a teenager. Yeah, so... I really it liked cute. it. It was cute. Um, I want to live in that house. Like, they clearly had to, like, build that house because it was so um, specific to the time period that it was set in. Oh, yeah. And, 100%. Like, that I want I want that house. That's where I want to live my life. Yeah, that's, that's our goal, is to obtain a mid-century modern home. Please. And Split level... For- Split level, I want a carpeted basement. Like, come okay. on, people. I want one of those living rooms that's, like, higher than the rest of the house and it has that weird gating for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> I want I want sliding doors off the kitchen. I want that, like, kitchen island that's not really useful because it's tiled. Yeah. But, like, it just comes with the house so you use it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's bolted on the floor. You can't do much about it. <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, definitely no. a big fan. Definitely a big fan. Ten out of ten. Would go yeah. see again. Yeah, I would definitely I will definitely watch it again in my lifetime. Um That's how I felt about this movie. Ten out of ten. Would watch it again in my lifetime. Oh my god, Jennifer's body, ten out of ten. We don't have to put pumpkins to it. Like it's just It's really funny looking back at it now, like in the last ten years that it's out as like an adult versus watching it as like a nineteen year old. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. The times, um, they are changing. I appreciate it for different reasons now than I did then. Oh, um, totally. But it's still really fucking good. So, watch it. Suck on that. 
Um, so we have a boner episode coming up, and then we have a special episode coming up. Is it yes, on our end, or is it on their end? I believe it's on both our ends, actually. Okay. All right, well, um, feel free but, to announce the special yeah. things. That'll be fun. We will be, um... Uh, joined by Rob from the Pumpkin Spice podcast, which is a fellow horror movie podcast, but um, they basically go series by series instead of random movies every week. So they do like one, like one season of their show is one series. Um, uh, and I confused myself in my head. Yeah. One season is one franchise there you go the same thing different words onomatopoeia that doesn't apply here because onomatopoeia is not what just happens but um nope, anyway that's not what that was so that'll be a full length episode we'll be discussing the witches with him because that's another movie that fits into our campy summer camp summer um so yeah exciting things are happening um, Shaka Khan, Shaka Zulu. I think that's it. I think that's all she wrote. I yeah. I I think we are done here. I hope that we, in our haze of Americana on this Fourth of July, makes me want a hot dog real bad. Oh God, it makes me <laughs> want a hot dog real bad. You're welcome. Um, such a good line. <laughs> such a good movie. It's I mean, one of my, it's one of my. Fa- okay, we won't talk about <laughs> this. We'll pose it to our special guests next week, or whatever when you do this bonus episode, and uh-huh. we'll add that to the pile of questions of what is your favorite guilty pleasure non horror movie. Oh well, mine is. Very Don't odd. say it now. <laughs> Don't spoil it. I, I didn't say it. I'm so, so sorry. I want to be just as surprised. <laughs> oh, I could cry. I'm so out of it. I it's fucking so hot. Hate... Yeah, and why do we have this fucking holiday before the end of a week and we don't have the fucking day off tomorrow? Why couldn't we have just observed it on the 5th in absence of the 4th? I mean, like what's Boxing the def- Day. <laughs> Either way, it's just a fucking day where we're like, yay, America. And honestly, right now, who wants to be like, yay, America? But let's not get into that. Let's just gorge ourselves. Today. Let's gorge ourselves on chemically filled over salted meat. Woo! Don't talk about my hot dogs like that. <laughs> Don't talk to my hot dogs like that. Oh, and with that campers keep on creeping on and we'll see you next week bye bye